Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast where Welsh rugby matters. Well, it may all be over in Europe for the Welsh sides, but there's been no shortage of things happening this week in Welsh rugby. There's been the crucial project reset talks in Cardiff, Ken Owens putting in a blinder at number eight, and a triumphant return for Toby Falatau that has had Dan Killick cooing. Evening, Dan, how are you? Very good, Jed. Yeah, loving seeing Falatau. Enjoyed that one, didn't you? Yeah. In the bath shirt. Mm. Didn't think I'd be saying that, but... Uh... Yeah, just a joy to watch, isn't he? Yeah, I mean that that break to put in this what's the scrum called Greenwood Wood yeah. Green Green I think it is Green. Um, yeah, to put him in what a, what a break that is! Massive fend, uh, great offload. He just yeah, that, that's that, that's got to get you excited ahead of the Six Nations having him back fit and ready. I reckon him and Henson must have been on the message together saying, "Look, let's both go on some ghostly runs." Yeah, God, that, then, that Henson break as well. I mean, I know, obviously, the opposition it's against is, it's, uh, is different, but that's not bad for a 35-year-old, oh, is it? It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, I watched it. Watched it three or four times. It just He just goes through, doesn't he? It reminded me of... He made a very similar break in the game at Twickenham where we beat them for the first time there. It was Gatlin's first game in charge. He made a very similar break uh, during yeah. that game. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's a... It's amazing to watch. It, it looks like everyone else is drugged, doesn't yeah. it? It looks like he's just sort of yeah. <laughs> slipped something in their drink and then they're just sort of all dazed. Yeah. But um, yeah, <laughs> strange example. But anyway, we'll, we'll move on. Oh, yeah. uh, quick word for our sponsors before we get underway. So Coffee Trades, uh, obviously, if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know they've supported us for a good while now. And if you want to support them, a young, growing Welsh business, and of course, get some great quality coffee at the same time you can do that at socoffeetrades.co.uk and talking to people supporting us um, I'd asked before Christmas for people to get in touch and leave us some reviews uh, and I forgot to mention any of them last week so a few quick shout outs first of this is for Ponzi Pricey left us a review on iTunes really enjoy the honest chat the fact or fiction questions are tough 
and Dan Killett finds them particularly tough. And the Japanese episode is informative and made me want to sell the family and go, but obviously I won't. Premiership rugby could be discussed. Thanks. We would love to talk more Premiership rugby, as we said before. We used to do a bit, didn't we? It's just, it is just purely the time, you know, neither me or Dan are professionals, which is probably pretty obvious, but <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's just having yeah. the time. So if anyone out there, you know, spots Premiership stories and, uh, you know, wants to talk about, talk about some of those things, please draw it to our attention. Or if someone wants to come on and give us a round up, we're always, we're always welcome to having more people on to, uh, to chat through it. So thank you for that. And we had a couple of reviews on Podbean as well, which uh, is a, uh, another um, yeah, another way of getting your podcast. If you listen on there, you can leave us a review there too. Uh, unfortunately, the, the reviews we've got are from people with very strange usernames. So this is quite simply D-U-J-T-Q-B. Great podcast. And the last one of 2018 was great. Here's to a crack in 2019. Agree with that one. Thank you for leaving us uh, that review. And uh, the final one for this week was from... <laughs> Guess just a random series of letters. Q U N V A T. Is that Quanvat? I don't, I don't know what that is. But anyway, thanks for leaving this very amusing review. Tidiest of darts. My go-to rugby podcast. And living in England, it's a godsend, especially as they've never even heard of rugby in Brighton, let alone Wales. Uh, do the Southern English actually have a sense of humour? Do you think? Keep up the good work, lads. Superb. Thank you very much to everyone for doing that. And as we say, we will uh, always give you uh, give you a shout out on air if you do that. Right, Warren Gatland is set to name his Wales squad on Tuesday, and we'll be picking our squad. Uh, you know, if we were in charge, uh, we'd be kind of um, picking our squad, and we'll be doing that later on. But the first half of the show is fact or fiction, and uh, yeah, these uh, explain to the audience how fact or fiction works, Dan, if they've never listened before. I'm still, I'm still trying to get to grips with this. You are indeed. It is five statements, and we debate whether they're true or false. Uh, and we're going to start with this one. We mentioned Project Reset in the, mm. the, the start of the, um, the start of the show. I think we were all on standby, ready to get on more knowledgeable people than us to to kind of get to the bottom of it. But as it happened, it's been a bit of a, a quiet week, and what's gone on behind closed doors has kind of stayed there for once. Has it? Has anything actually happened? It, uh, well, yeah. This, no this one knows. No, no one knows. Yeah, certainly neither of you or I know, but. There's been a lot of talk about development regions, yeah. uh, whether sides will be downgraded, and I wanted to start with this one. Dragons can have no arguments if they are downgraded to a development region, fact or fiction. Go with fact, I think, really. Um, you know, the lack of success, and that's what it basically comes down to, doesn't it? You've got to be successful at the moment. Mm-hmm. They haven't been, so if they do get downgraded... Um, <sighs> You know, I don't think anybody could, you know, anyone would really be that surprised. Um, I suppose you could say, have they been fairly treated? You know, I'll put that back to you. In what regard? By who? Well, financially, I suppose. Well, you know, I mean, uh, obviously they, they get the least amount of WRU funding, not by a huge amount, and the WRU own them now, so that changes matters slightly. Um, and then prior to that, you know, you had the years of the the Hazel and Brown benefactory, yeah. and then after that, you know, you, the plug was pulled. So that is that is the reality of it: is that there is not the money in Welsh rugby for any of these reasons, and that's why we're having these discussions now and wondering whether we can keep four pro sides, especially when you consider what's going on uh, on the other side of the seven, mm-hmm. where you've got Premiership rugby partnering with venture capitalists and that's only going to only going to throw in more you know throwing more money into the mix we've seen this massive amount 200 million is 
is quoted huge windfall for the for the club. So that you know has the potential to make matters even tougher. So you well, know, I, I mean, I, yeah. yeah, that's probably why this this is this has come about quicker. It's accelerated the, the, definitely. The current yeah. agreement is 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 running, isn't it, to to, to twenty twenty? I think. Mm. And if we if we just amble on as we are, we're basically we're we're, we're, di- we're dying, aren't yeah. we? We're, we're dying, and unless we make some pretty some pretty bold calls, um, you know, it's going to get even worse. Well, it really. is, and, and I'm sure we're going to come back to this throughout the throughout the course of the next however many weeks and months and we'll definitely continue yeah. to talk about it. But let's, let's, stick, let's stick with this point yeah. for, the, for the time being. I'm with you on that. I think as much as it pains me to say and I don't want to see a Dragons dang, downgraded to a development region, it's hard to argue that they've been anything but for the last, well, probably 10 years. Mm. You know, you have had the, the biggest names within the that club during that time have been Toby Faletau, Dan Lydiot, um, you think now Elliot D I think Wayne Wright might be on that that kind of same track Amos Amos they're, they're all people who've come through the academy of course it's you know it's a depressing thought to think well that's that's going to be the sole purpose is to is to create um, not create but you know to to develop these players mm. so that they get the opportunity elsewhere Um but you could argue well, that's going on well, at the moment anyway. Well, you know, where's Toby? Well, with, where's where's with, that all, with all the regions though, yeah. to a degree, isn't it? <laughs> They're all development for over the bridge or France. I mean, it's a good. That's, yeah. that's that's pretty harsh, but it is. It is. I suppose you now you have the the selection policy, which yeah. means you have to stick around to get those sixty caps, and then you can go and get your kind of go and yeah. get your. And your that's payday. why that's why that had to come in. Obviously, mm. it's been massively unpopular, isn't it? With uh, with some decisions. Yeah. You know, Reeswear being Reeswear being one. We of don't them. need to open that can of worms again. We've got enough to get through tonight. Yeah, um, but look, I, it's it's a really tough one to take. Yeah. But it's it's hard to argue with it. You know, at the moment, it's just been, it's been another god awful season, and obviously it's picked up a bit at the yeah. moment. But you know, I'd argue that in all but name, Dragons are a developer, and region. that's from you as well as a, as a, as a Dragons fan, isn't it? It's not that's the thing. It's not what you. It's not what you want. No, but it's it's. So the calls have got to be made, and they've got to be—they're going to be bold. They're going to be—they're going to be tough, aren't they? I think um, the only way—the only way in which we could not go down in terms of dropping the number of sides is mm. if 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 we spend big. And by spending big, we're going to—you know—we're going to have to go way beyond anything that we've got. And and the only place the money could come from is offsetting against the state. It's leverage, yeah. And you know, in these times, you know, there's not. We're not we're not that commercial. You've said it a number of times, haven't you? And mm. you know, there's not you know, there's not a huge pot of money in Wales, is no, there? It's not. And um, I don't. Th- and, the, and the league, for that matter, as well. You know, we've seen the Pro 14 um, over the last few years. Obviously, bringing in the South African sides, expanding really with the main aim of of securing its short term future to keep yeah, things it's going. Literally day by day. It is almost that. Yeah, or well, certainly season by season. Uh, I, I saw an article today. Um, again, I think you take this one with a pinch of salt or a huge dollop of salt, but you know, suggesting that maybe if um, you know, Ealing Trailfinders aren't included in the the plans for a sealed off Premiership, then they might join the, the Pro 14 or whatever it might be by then, the Pro 28. Um, but but that's that's the thing is, you know, if that was an option, I, I think they'd, they'd have to look at it because it, it has just been a clamber to to keep the league going, and you know, we've discussed that. At great length, but to bring it to bring it back to the Dragons to finish on, it's it's a really really tough position. But 
based on the last 10 years worth of, of performances, it's not been far off that anyway. You know, the Dragons have been producing players for for other clubs. And, and actually, I don't think there's, I don't think there's many I would look at and say they didn't put in a great shift for the Dragons. And I don't, um, you know, I don't disagree with them taking a payday elsewhere. You know, Falatay, God, how many performances yeah. did, did he put in? Lydia, likewise, you know, Lydia, when he was a young bloke, broke his back playing for the Dragons. You know, can you can you begrudge him going and taking a, a paycheck in France when he had the opportunity? So, you know, it's it's a really, really tough one, but who knows, maybe it might add structure. I, I don't have the answer to this, and I think that's the problem is, I don't know that I don't know anyone does. Well, no one, the WIE don't, do they? Otherwise, they would have come out with, they would have come out with, uh, what well, needs to be done pro- probably by now. The, the fact of the matter is, they, I, don't, I honestly think that they don't know. Mm. All right, well, let's move it on. Let's talk about some on-the-field stuff. As we say, we're going to definitely be returning to Project Reset over the next few weeks. And we'll talk about the Ospreys now. Ospreys fans have every right to boo their side after the loss to Worcester Fact or Fiction. Now, before we debate this one, obviously, again, full disclosure, neither you or I have seen uh, the full game, seen the highlights. And yeah, that's because it's, it wasn't televised and we didn't have the opportunity to get down to Swansea this weekend. So, um, But what we have done is we watched a lot of the Ospreys this season. Mm. And I can understand why the fans are disgruntled as well. I think this fundamentally comes down to do you agree with fans booing their own side or not? Yeah, no, I don't. I never, I've never agreed with uh, with any side booing, you know, booing their team. I just don't think it does any, don't think it does any good for anyone. Mm. Um, but then, you know, those that are booing will probably say, well, how do we, how do we get our point across that we're not happy? Um, and also, they're the ones paying. You know, paying the money going in, I'm not. I'm just I've always kind of thought that. I've always so, thought, you know, I've always thought if you pay, if you pay your money and you go and you go and watch every week, you and, can do what you want, and you're not happy with it, you can, you know, you, otherwise, otherwise you just sit there and you're, you know, you're, um, you know, I suppose you're just consumers, aren't you? Then if we talk about the commercial reality of of sport. You know, I think if you go and you have strong opinions, then you know, why sh- why shouldn't you? Did the flip point of what you said there is it helpful? I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it is. You know, I I haven't I haven't spoken to Scott this this uh, this weekend, but will he be sat there hurting off the back of losing that game? Yeah, I imagine he probably will. But I think this this comes down to the way that the Ospreys are playing at the moment, playing a very very you know a huge amount of kicking, I, and I would argue when rugby is going the other way, um, and the fact of the matter is that 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 doesn't make for I think generally in Wales you're not gonna you're not gonna appease people by playing that kind of rugby. Unless you're winning lots and lots of games, it's hard to it's hard to keep a fan base satisfied with playing that kind of rugby. Yeah, I, a lot of I think some people also weren't happy with the 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 select you know the squad selection. And yeah. for me, it all it always it comes again time and time it comes back to the the uh, the lack of depth and you know I suppose the tactics the tactics is going to be fairly limited if you're playing if you're playing players that are either slightly out of position or aren't as good as the other boys so but but we've seen the Ospreys kicking the ball when they've had the you know kicking the ball the leather yeah. off it when they've had Blip. all their top boys there haven't they so absolutely that um, game plan is clear and it has worked on okay you know it worked against it, it worked against Cardiff yeah and got them the win there but we said it could have, could have not yeah uh, but it did yeah so yeah and it worked against uh, it worked against Scarlets at Christmas so you know that that's the that's the kind of the flip side of it. What I would say is with with team selection, uh, it's almost akin, or you know, not quite, but it's almost akin to what we were saying about Bernard Jackman and his team selections. You know, over the uh, over the, the bulk of last season, 
Whereas if you're sending outside that you know is kind of probably going to get get a bit of a hiding or is, isn't going to be competitive, you're kind of making a rod for your own back. And in a way, you could argue that Alan Clark is doing that. Would that have been? A, would there have been a bigger boost at the Osprey to get through to the quarterfinals to maybe then go on and do something, um, get on that cup run? Look at look at what it's done at for Cardiff the- Blues, right? You know, I know they've stuttered this season, but it got them back into Europe, and I know they won it, and it's a long way off. But I don't know. I think you could argue that they haven't taken that competition yeah. necessarily that seriously. I think it it all links into the to project you know, this whole project reset, doesn't it? Really, because the coaches. You could link it into the coaches again. How you know? How good are the? I think you mentioned it. How good are the coaches? It's so difficult for them because the squads are so threadbare mm. that I, I don't think they really they, they know exactly what what they need to do, and that's why the WRU need to come in and help you know and help out basically because it's so it's so difficult. Do you put a weakened side out? Do you concentrate on one of the you know? Do you concentrate? There's only there's only two two tournaments, isn't there? Mm. Really? Um, and you can say, well, there's only two, so you can't, so you go for both of them. But I, we just haven't, we simply haven't, we can't. I don't think we can. Um, but I think in that scenario, you know, if they're fine, if they'd lost the first couple of games in Europe, you could go, okay, this is this is over. Let's put out the, let's put out a mixture of the young team, you know, young players. Um, but you know, we've we've seen his his kind of squad selection has been fairly disparaging to this tournament at certain points and. They've they had every chance to get out of that group. You know, if you're missed, missing a losing bonus point in um, uh, away at Stad, and then this game, which you know they should really be winning at home to Worcester. Yeah, I, I thought I thought they would have they would have gone quite loaded in uh, in this game um, and really targeted that win, but but they didn't, did they? Um, but yeah, look, coming back to your point, I don't like booing. I mean, the same thing happened with the Scarlets and the Scarlets fans were booing. Yeah, were booing them. You know. How can you, you know, how can you boo a side when um, they've got that amount of injuries? I, I and I think I think Ken Owens' uh, reaction was basically was a fair bit to the fans. Do you, you think? Know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think there was real sort of. I thought there was. You could you, you kind of see it in his face. I know. You know. Yeah, he was just so fired up. I think like you know, people are. There's a lot of players giving you know giving their all here in different positions. We're absolutely hamstrung with injuries. Still back us, you know. Get behind us more so. Um, that's my take on it. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. I, I, you know, I completely understand your argument. But then I think you know if you're if you're there and you know you you're going through thick and thin. I don't know. You know, I think it's, it's up to you. I, I'm not going to sit here and say to fans that you shouldn't be. It's, it's you know it's your decision. If you if you feel that's the best way to express yourself, then. You know, you're you're the ones in there paying yeah. the money. Um, yeah, I just think yeah, but you're right. Yeah, if, is it helpful? I don't know. Yeah, if you ask, you know, what what is your booing going to do? You know, to, to tell us well, how 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 is that going to help? If if there's if there's a really good argument, I'll hear it. But I don't think there is. How, how on earth can booing possibly do anything good? It's not going to change Alan Clark's mind on the no. on the game plan, is it? No. If anything, it might make him you know more resolute. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It's it just doesn't sit that well with me. Never no, asked yeah, look, I, I get it, but I also, you know, I also think you've, you know, you got a right to, you got a right to express yourself, and it's fair, you know, in, booing of individual players and stuff like that. Okay, fine, I, you know, I've never, never been in agreement with that. I find booing goal kickers is just a bit. I, I'd rather, you know, you, you sang and kind of made them, uh, you know, made it a bit more of a, 
a positive thing about your own nicer side. noise yeah it was just a nicer <laughs> noise but I, I, I get the frustration of, of watching a side you know if a side you know if a side if a side's played poorly and you want to express yourself in that way I, I kind of don't have I don't have a huge problem with it but you're right hey how helpful is it I suppose is the biggest question right point three just before we take a break um, although it was a dead rubber the win for the Scarlets could be the shot in the arm to get their season back on track Fact or fiction? That one is from Matt Armstrong, who uh, regular listener. It's good. It's a good question. That um, I'm going to go with fact. I think there's. Um, I think there'll be a lot in that win. Um, just just in terms of just giving the guys, you know, giving the guys a lift. You know, the fans are obviously not happy with they so getting them back on track, getting, mm. the, getting the whole sort of belief. And um, they are enter- the big point for me is they are going to be entering a v- an even more challenging time now with the Six Nations coming up because they're going to be losing a lot of players so they needed a yeah. win in, a- in any tournament yeah I'd, I would agree with that I mean again I think you've got to you've got to temper it as you know I'm quite keen to having a a sporting analogy thrown in at this point and I often choose horse racing oh, and again I would say often this- always <laughs> and I would say that this this is again this is you know one where you know you've won the race you've won the bet but how much form can you kind of read into this? Well, not a great deal. I don't know that I've ever witnessed a Leicester side as bad as that. Um, Some good individual performances, though, from the Scarlets. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, none, none more so than Ken Owens. I oh, think, yeah, to, you know, to put in that shift with eight on your back. You know, he didn't look out of he didn't look out of place. I don't think there's a long term future there for him, <laughs> just no, because you know, the, the more technical things, like you know, I suppose you know, you're not going to be chucking him up in the line out or anything like that. But he did he did a fine job. Um, they should have they should have just for that, just, yeah, just, that, for, just for the hell of just it, yeah. For jokes, yeah. Up, up he goes. Um, but yeah, I think he did a, he did an absolutely fine job, and and you know, I to go back to your point about what he looked like when he when he scored the try, you know. It, that that does just show what it what it means, and oh. you can see the you can see the effort that's that's kind of that's gone in there. Um, so yeah, I don't think you can read too much into it and say right, that's it, everything's hunky dory now. But it might just be the lift that they that they need uh, with a, a tough few weeks ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Some and some some good performances from you know uh, Steph Evans. Played very well, didn't he? Lot, yeah, I thought lot, he was excellent. A lot of the Scarlets fans were you know happy to see him back in the shirt. Created a lot. You know, I think it's. Uh, he's I, th- the, I thought Dan Jones as well, actually. Dan Jones at ten, yeah, player player ten at ten, mm. and and uh, you know we see uh, we see a different different Scarlets. You know, Fonatier had a great game, didn't yeah. he? Um, he did. He looks superb, actually. Yeah. So yeah, look, it's. I think it's. I think that's big. Yeah, I think I think it's big in terms of mentality. I think the problems that they've had has been breaking sides down. We know that the, the Scarlets game, yes, it's been very good up front for for the last couple of seasons. But they've won a lot of games through their, uh, you know, through their fantastic back play and the ability to score tries, and that's been a, a problem of late. Yes, injuries have had a lot to do with that. Um, and who's, who's but, they, but they had a lot more space against Leicester because that was a they very did disjointed they Leicester did yeah. Side. But who who creates often their yeah, tries? Yeah, yeah. Stephens. Mm. Yeah, there was some statistic popped up during the game that the most amount of clean breaks in the tournament. Um, and him and Gareth Davis were both in there, and for a side that at that point hadn't registered a hadn't registered a win. Oh, that's, Gareth Davis, yeah, you mentioned him. He, yeah. he, he had his, his best game for a while, didn't he? He did, and I well, we'll come on to the Welsh squad later on, but I think he might have 
Well, yeah, I think he has nailed his um, Enough, no. his selection. Well, I think it was. I think he was very much the favourite in, in Gatland's eyes, just because of what he's done so far in a red shirt. And I think what you what you see from him, and this is something I've only really noticed in the last six seven months, is what he does defensively. Yeah, he's, he's so quick. Yeah. You know, he, spe- he he leads that line. He leads that line. Again, yeah. you saw it with a, with that intercept. Yeah. And we've so. seen it with Wales as well, haven't we? Absolutely. Not? Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I think that's that's going to be that's going to be crucial come Six Nations. So, yeah, I think that uh, you know, I, think I better take down that Thomas Williams uh, photo behind this way. Well, I'll leave it there. I'm just saying that's what I think that <laughs> will do. Uh, right, still to come in the second half, we will be selecting our Wales Six Nations squad. Uh, if the WOU were mad enough to give uh, myself and Dan the opportunity to do that, so that is coming up very very shortly. Plus, we'll also be um, naming the player who we think has got that little bit closer to getting their name on the team sheet uh, or the the flight details to go to Japan Uh, so that'll be coming and we'll also be chatting about someone who's had a week to forget so thinking cap on Dan because you forget about this every week all of that coming up very very shortly right two to go on fact or fiction Dan Cardiff Blues have the players to challenge for Pro 14 honours, but not the consistency. Fact or fiction? Fact. Yeah, good. Good players. Um, they just have them down, aren't they? <laughs> One week they're outstanding, the next week they're very, very poor. Mm. Um, there's very little consistency. It's a bit of a puzzler, actually. And again, they, they had some players come back from injury, and particularly off the bench today, who I thought... Made a made big difference? It, yeah, made it look a bit like the... The Cardiff Blues we saw at the end of last season. You know, Jared Evans would looked great when he came on. Millard played the whole game. He looked, he looked great. Really good, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I thought that uh, Reese Carey, who we've we've mentioned a few times, Murph's one of Murph's favourites. Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's a restraining order out against <laughs> Murph. He's not allowed within 500 yards of Reese <laughs> Carey. Uh, but yeah, he was he was superb. You know, it looked like some of the Glasgow defenders had restraining orders against him because he was just battering straight oh, through them. Boy. And yeah, he did very, very well. And there's someone I've forgotten. Navidi came playing. Navidi well. was great. Uh, yeah, I mean Lane on his on yeah. his return. So you know, I think it was a lot of um, uh, a lot of positives in there for what you know could have been a it could have been a dicking. Let's be honest, going up there with a much changed side. But again, that therein lies the frustration. I think you know when you play that well, and they're a side who likes to put put width on the ball and play with ball in hand. If you play that well in a game you know where it's absolutely lashing it down in Glasgow and there's 100, 100 mile an hour winds um, yeah I, I think it's so the big thing with the Cardiff Blues is their um, is their consistency up front because mm. they're if, if they can nail that then it's going to allow the it's going to allow that, those backs because they're they're fairly unstructured aren't they their backs yeah and, and um, they need they need they need quite a lot of sort of I think there's be so much different if it's front football um, they, they score a lot of first phase as well, don't they? Off, yeah. off scrum, you know, when the scrum's going well and off line outs, they they can unlock. They, so they've got some very yeah. clever backs moves. They look dangerous, don't mm. they? And the forwards just, you know, you look at some of the front rows and you know they put out and you think, right, well, this is this is going to be this is going to be good. Um, you know, sides when like reskill, you know, reskill, you know, you know, known for being a good scrummager, isn't mm. he? And then there's there's, and they've been completely turned over at times. So it's it's peculiar. And today was was similar, wasn't it? They were. They, they didn't put, they didn't front up well. Um, the scrum was under a lot of pressure, and I think they were struggling at the sort of you know the the defend, you know, the line out the driving mm. line outs, which is something Wales have struggled with as well to be honest. Um, so yeah, I they if they can sort that, 
I think the the backs there's enough there. Enough there to, to do what though? What how how far can this side go if they sort if they sort that out? I mean, presumably they're not going to be toppling Leinster or Munster in a in a final, but is you know is a semi final or a or a, you know at least getting into the playoffs out of the out of the, out of contention? You know what what do you think? Yeah, I think I think they can go. I think they can go. You know, go fairly well. I mean, the answer it down how far. In the in what pro, in, in Pro Fourteen in Pro Fourteen yeah. Yeah. This, this season this season I think they can they can they could challenge It'll, I reckon playoffs right playoffs is probably where yeah definitely within their sights mm. um, but they just <clears throat> they they have to sort the sort the front row out be consistent there they, the back row is you know is is fine um, second row they are a little bit light aren't yeah. they and and I suppose the the front row would say well you know we need we need a we need some lumps in the second row to help us out. Yeah, which is a fair point. They, yeah, they, and they do look different when Nick, you know, Nick Williams is at eight. Obviously, he's putting through a fair bit of weight that's then feeding through. Um, and the backs, I think they're struggling out wide on the wing. But when it's the next season, it'll well. Again, but again, you know, big boost having Owen Lane back today went very yeah. well. Tom James, of course, making a return. Yeah, great. Had a quiet game, but. I think as much as anything, it was just great to see. Great to see him back. From a personal perspective, everything he's been through, it's great to see him. Um, you know, kind of a talking about it and b coming through and, and, he can and getting be. back on the field. But we know what a quality player yeah. he is as well. He's so experienced. They need him badly as well, yeah, don't I think they? So. You know, with playing players out of position. So yeah, it's 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 there. It is there. And I think that's the frustration with the with the Blues is that they've got you know they've got a decent enough squad. I think to be doing better than they're doing. Mm. It just isn't quite happening. All right, last one. And this may or may not have something to do with the Blues. Scott Baldwin will stay in Wales and not join Harlequins, fact or fiction. So again, the background to his story, this was reported in the rugby paper this morning, Scott Baldwin being linked with a move to Harlequins. What do you make of this one, Dan? I think he's had a tough couple of years. Um, he's obviously was Wales's main number two, isn't he? For a good while, um, and he's, you know, he's dropped out of favour. I think he's played fairly well of late. Actually, um, he's had some, he's had some pretty good games. Mm-hmm. I can see him, I can see him leaving. I think I'm pretty sure I read something that he was, he was, he wasn't that happy at the Ospreys, um, certainly last season. Um, so I wouldn't be at all surprised if uh, if he goes, but stays, but stays in Wales. I think he's still got ambitions. You know, to sort of to keep playing here. Um, but Interesting, I, yeah. So I mean, he's got what thirty-five-ish caps, something like that. He's thirty years old, so he's certainly not finished. Um, and you know, you're right. Obviously, going back a few years, he was the first choice, first choice hooker. Yeah. Ken Owens has very much taken that mantle now, and then you've had Elliot D come in and and really cement his place as the the second choice hooker. Third is up for grabs, though, isn't it? Definitely, so it could yeah. be. You know, you've, you've got Baldwin and Dacey and and these kind of players, and Ryan Elias at the Scarlets. A lot of players knocking around. Yeah. Um, who could you know? There's there is a World Cup place yeah. up for grabs here. It, I, yeah, for, I, and he wants to he wants to go on that, doesn't he? Definitely, and I think um, his scrummaging ability could get him that um, that third spot. Do you think? Yeah, um, he's he's. He's um, sharpened up quite a few of the front rows when he's come on and played in. He's big. He's a big lump. You love to talk about the scrum, don't you? Um, yeah. Any no, no idea. No idea what I'm talking about. But <laughs> um, yeah. So 
I don't want him to. I don't want him to go over the bridge. Um, I want him to stay. And what would you do if you were in that scenario? As in what? Stay, leave the leave the Ospreys and go to one of the other regions, or go. Well, what would you do? You know, let's say, let's say there's offers. Let's say all three scenarios are open to you. Go, move to Quinns and presume you get the the big money and uh, a nice house sorted out by Dan Calix estate agents, um, or stay at the Ospreys or move to another side in Wales. Stay at the Ospreys and have Hibbard's uh, estate agent sort him out. <laughs> Is that it? Is that the plan? I think he's got, yeah. Um, I would... Another two-year contract in Wales and then um, and then go over the bridge after that. All right. All right. That's, what, that's what I'm doing if I'm Scott. Well, yeah. It's, it's, it's an interesting one though, isn't it? Because you never know when those when those opportunities arise you never know what injuries you might get but um but yeah you know i think it'd be good to see him stay in wales because i still think i still think he's got a lot to offer as a as a hooker yeah, yes i think the competition's quite tough at the ospreys obviously we're a little bit biased because um because of scott but then you've got sam parry who'll be coming back and then you've got ivan um what's his name the uh ivan phillips yeah the um the the young hooker back as well a, yeah hooker slash back row which seems to be on trend at the moment um <laughs> But yeah, okay, well, we'll see what happens with that. And again, we'll keep you up to date with any news. But right now, it's time to select our squad for the Six Nations. Warren Gatlin will be doing that on Tuesday, I believe. Uh, this this is a big, big... I mean, Six Nations is always big, right? But in World Cup year, this is... How, how much bigger is it? And how important do you think the form is going into, going into a World Cup? I think it's important, but I don't think it's the be-all and end-all. Um, in terms of if we if we finish mid table, um, I won't be won't be too phased by that at mm. all. Um, I think it's going to be important just to get you know get the team right, know know sort of what direction we're going in, which we fed, which we do pretty much, don't we? At this point, I don't think we're going to see any great surprises in this uh, in this squad. Um, the Gatlin's going to pick. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think yeah, there's always, there's always room for there's always room for one. I think. Yeah. But, um, so I don't think it's I don't think it massively makes um makes a big difference. Um probably history would uh, would show that's the case as well. All right. Well let's let's crack yeah, I think you're you're quite right actually. And I think if you go back to the previous two tournaments, uh twenty fifteen, you know, yeah. famously lost to England on that Friday night and you know, did played all right after that, but you know, we certainly didn't come away with that with any honours. 2011 really didn't pull up any trees and there was a lot of criticism of that side for not being able to play what was in front of them and we went on to have really good World Cups in both of those particularly 2011 so yeah I think you're right but it would, it would be great now it would I, be think, great, yeah. I think we've got a much stronger squad now yeah. so. what are we 11, 11 out of 11 we don't want to lose that no, do we? But he, then, so then if we win, imagine you know, we win every game mm. we're going into the World Cup with winning, a slam yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you know, expectations are even higher than they already are so Again, to bring, to bring it back to horse racing, Dan. Um, if you, you know, if you go, if you go and you um, you manage to do a, a slam, which includes, okay, you know, France away, they're a mixed bag. We don't know what to expect from them. Italy away, you should be winning. Scotland away is a tough, tough, a tough game. game. They don't lose many games at Murrayfield. That is a tough game. Um, and then your home games, England. You know, being England is always a, is always a, a tough thing to do. Um, and then Ireland, you know, are, are one of the form sides in world rugby. If you can pull off a Grand Slam against this, that's some serious form for me. So I think it differs slightly from the previous years, but yeah, it's um, it's not the be on end all. I agree. However, selecting the squad, you can start up front. Seems you love talking about <laughs> scrummaging so much. Yeah, come on. Then. All right, three. I, I'm, I'm starting with a 36-man squad for this. Okay. Um, 
and again, I think there would be room to maybe put like Patchell and Halfpenny on the as 37, 38 on a bit of a waiting list type scenario. Yeah. Well, just given their kind of injury concerns, I think they'll be fit mid-tournament potentially. So that's yeah. that's a consideration. Hope so with Halfpenny. Yeah, well, we all do. Um, right, loose head. Rob Evans straight away. No debate in there for me. Yeah, playing well. Okay, next up. What's your, who's, your, who's your next choice? Or am I in charge of the forwards this time around? Is that the way uh, it's working? Well, you usually take the forwards, don't you? And I take the backs, but I comment more on the forwards. Mm. So, um, well, I don't know, a bit of both. All right, yeah, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go with that. Um, I'm going to name a tight head next. Right, Samson Lee, I think, again, is starting to show some of his, uh, some of his form of old. So, again, he's, you know, he's just international quality. He's in there yeah. for me. Tom Francis, ditto. Yeah. Um, I think he, he gets in there. If you can hear the tapping away, it's because I've actually arranged the spreadsheet for this. Very good. Um, yeah, which is, you know, the, the, levels, of, uh, the levels of details that we, uh, we kind of go into on this one. Um, Hooker, there's a couple of obvious choices in there, surely, as well, Dan. Yeah, Ken Owens, absolute sir, isn't he? Hooker, not eight. I will go with him at Hooker, uh, I think. Yeah. Edit D, definite. And then... So third spot. This is a tricky one, isn't it? it really, is. like we said, there's a few players. You know, I think Dacey was playing well, then he picked up a knock. Hopefully, should be fit. Um, Elias, I thought had a good game on on Friday night. A yeah. um, couple of couple of um, line out throws went awry, but yeah, the third choice. There's all there's. I suppose there's weaknesses, different weaknesses in each one of their each one of their games. Yeah. Um, I think probably Elias will get it. What, would, what are you going for though? That's the that's the crucial question. I uh, I think he's a I think he's a really handy player. I'm sure Scarlet fans will be hoping it's not Elias actually because they could probably use uh, they'd probably use it. Um, I'd actually quite like to see Baldwin. Would you? Yeah, yeah. Which probably not many people would have uh, would have gone for. But he's um, yeah. I just think he'd really firm up firm up the scrum on a on a scrummaging perspective. Then we got three three good scrummages. Mm. Um, you know, Daisy's great around the park, isn't he? Very yeah. around the park, but not he so, is. not so much well known for his scrummaging. No, I think you're right, um, and I think in those those two hookers you got, really they're going to get all the game time, providing there's no injuries. Um, so I think third choice hooker really is a backup at this stage. I can't see there being a, a huge um, a huge toppling in form that means you're going to want a, a different selection in there. Not with those two hookers, um, but yeah, all right. Well, let's go Scott Baldwin then, will we? Yep. Fine. Why not? You've you've convinced me. Uh, so Lou said, obviously, you mentioned Nicky Smith there. He obviously has been out with, with injury for a while, but he's done enough in the autumn, played, providing that he's fit to get in there. Yeah? Played well in the autumn, didn't he? Oh, that was really massively improved. The big thing was his scrummaging, wasn't yeah. it? How, how much better that was, and we know he's not he's not renowned for that. Um, the, other, th- what the, the, third the other loose head berth is, is difficult, because I, th- I think Win Jones had a difficult season this season. I don't think he's been there. Has he done enough, though? I don't think he's been quite... He, he certainly hasn't been the same level of form that he was last term which makes it you know makes it a bit more difficult yeah but that form was was, was, he, was he outstanding looked, he looked at home at international yeah, level didn't he he did so I, I for me I think that's going to be uh, he's done enough there you think he's done enough I do yeah yeah I mean it's, it's difficult then isn't it because who, who else do you look at you know obviously we've mentioned people um, you know, mentioned a few of the young younger players down at Blues. People like you know, Reese Carey isn't even you know he's barely played a handful of of games for um, 
uh, game games with the Blues at, at any real level. I think he's a big prospect, but it's a, a, a while before we're gonna before we're gonna see him. We mentioned on the show last week the retirement of Paul James. This is one of those where you know you kind of you miss that that solid level of um, that solid level of experience. But all right, let's go. Let's go with Win James, then, shall we? Yeah. Um, you seem to have taken over here on the front row, Dan. But go with it. <laughs> I like it. So we're missing one tight head, and that for me, it's got to be Dylan Lewis. It's got to be Dylan Lewis. Yeah, yeah. He's. Um, He's really come on, hasn't he? Yeah, been massively, really uh, massively impressed with him. And again, I think he's he's, he's played well of um, of late, so I think he looks uh, he looks very very comfortable into that into that side. Uh, right into the uh, into the boiler the boiler house second row. Uh, well, obviously Alan Wynne Jones in there as skipper. Don't even need to say any more on that. That's uh, that's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, Corey Hill for me again. I think you know just continues to go from strength to strength. Yep, absolute cert. Corey Hill is in there. Adam Beard's a bit Beard. of a nervous weight, though, isn't it? You know, I, I, we think he's going to be, he's going to be um, it looks all like right. He's be okay, yeah, much better. You know, obviously, much better prognosis than we were anticipating. So I think you you put him in there um, on the basis that he'll be he'll be fit in time yeah. for that uh, for that for that first game. Uh, real shame about Jake Ball as well. It's um, oh, a big blow, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'm tempted to throw in a curveball here. Oh. Mm. What, a back row coming into it's it's difficult because like I I've been a big fan of Seb Davis. I think it's been a he's been less eye catching this this year than than perhaps he was last year. Um, a mention for Josh Turnbull, I who prior gonna... to prior to this weekend had played every had played every game. Yeah. Um, he's been incredible, for, and he's been brilliant yeah. during that time. Yeah, he's such a warrior. Yeah, second row, back row. Anything to be said for that? Yeah, I think there is. He's. Um, I think that he'll definitely be a player that the Welsh squad will be keeping an eye on because mm. of his versatility. Yeah, and his his he rarely has a bad game. His form is very very good. Yeah, you could say that his form for Wales was a little bit inconsistent, but his form. Yeah, actually, I mean, how many how many opportunities did he get? Really, wasn't, he wasn't not wasn't many, and he's and, been in a lot of squads rather than a lot of matches yeah. I would say and and a, and a few people have said when he did play actually they thought he played you know yeah he played well so I think he's you know he's a, he's he's, a, he's an option isn't he definitely an option he is um I mean I, I think if you're taking four second rows you need a back row who can who can cover the row as well you know I think you probably need four plus someone who could do a job in there so I'd be tempted to go Seb Davis. Yeah, as the uh, I guess the the kind of the fourth well, the choice Wales, hooker. And we also played, you know, we played him in eight, didn't we? we yeah, and he played eight and, again today as well. Yeah. Um, so he, I would, I would put him in. Okay, sure. I, I can't imagine he's going to be playing eight during the Six Nations. Um, potentially at some point during a game, maybe you know, if there's an opportunity, someone's yellow carded or a bit of cruel luck with injuries, but. I don't think it's like the autumn where you have those games come in thick and fast and you need to rest yeah. everyone and pick It'll only be if, yeah, if there's a number of serious injuries. Isn't it? I can't see him starting at eight, you know, in, in any game, but yeah. I think it's a handy a handy position to have, particularly when you're looking towards the World Cup. Uh, right, so into the back row, I've put down, based on a 36-man squad, seven back rowers. So we've already mentioned there. We need that, more. <laughs> um, yeah, we need more. Well, you know, again, it's it's difficult now, though, isn't it? Because we've Feeling. we've been talking so much about players who've um, 
the depth that we've had in the back row. This is obviously where things have changed a bit. Obviously, there's no no Sam Warburton anymore. Ollie Griffiths is injured. Um, you know, Moriarty's still not. Um, you know, has has Very Mr. Fair game. Mr. Fair amount of yeah. rugby due to due to concussion. Um, Lydia with that same injury, um, and then yeah, you've got you've got Griffiths and um, uh, and James Davis who are who, you know who are going to miss it along with with Jenkins and Shingler. So. Um, Difficult, more difficult selection perhaps than than it was than we'd like six, you know, six months ago. Um, but first on first on that team sheet for me is someone we've mentioned already, and that's Toby Falatau. He is absolute sit, absolute sit, as I think Justin Tibberg is. Oh yeah. Um, Aaron Wainwright again for me. Yep. I, you know, whether or not he's gonna he's gonna get that starting berth, I don't know. But he's he's, he's just he's building building nicely, isn't he? Coming he on is. well. Um, right then, what else are we saying with the back row? Who else has impressed you over the the recent months? Be that festive derbies or uh, even in Europe? I think Navidis. Yeah, you know, come in and looked good. Um, particularly played well today, didn't he? Yeah, I thought he was good. Made the, made definitely made an impact. So. He's, I'm more than he's happy with that, there. and his versatility is massive. More than happy with that. We've actually got a. When you look at the back row, there, the, when the boys we selected there, yeah. a lot, they're, they're all they're all versatile. Well, yeah. So I mean, obviously Toby can Toby primarily an eight, but you know played six, played six, six this yeah. weekend. Um, Toby would literally be anywhere. Yeah, I think Tipper is now at out seven. Um, can play six, can play eight. Yeah, yeah. No, international level, I'm not. You know, he he can do a job. I, I think he is very much a seven though yeah Wayne Wright I, I think he's a six but obviously he's played a lot of rugby at Dragons for a eight um, and then yeah Navidi, Navidi plays anywhere doesn't but it, it's really. nice to have that it is um, now this is Mor- I mean Moriarty working on the basis that everything's everything's good um, he'll, he'll be there he'll be he? there won't he yeah hard man he'll be okay um, right I mean we've not seen a lot of Lydia and again, I, I don't know whether I have this tendency to kind of almost write off Lydia just because you know what you're going to get with him. But is that is that the the great thing about him? And in a way, I th- he he looks better in a red shirt than he does in an Ospreys jersey. He's one of those players who just t- you know in a, in a similar way that that Warburton used to play his best rugby in a red rather than necessarily a blue jersey. It was his only rugby, wasn't it? For a, for a long time, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, what would, what would you be doing in this scenario? I think this. I think that's the great thing about Lydia is that you know exactly how he's going to play. So you can build... You, when you slot him in at six, you almost then build the side around him. Mm. Um, and we've got a really versatile back row. And, and he's a proper six, isn't he? He is, and it's a different offering when he's there. So I would... All right, I'm fine with I that. I would go with him. Yeah, really would. All right. Which then... Well, I, hang on. Just before we do that, Ooh. just before we do that, someone that has not been mentioned... Um, is Thomas Young. Yep. Anything to be said for that? Yeah, there's a lot to be said, isn't there? I mean, he's been consistently outstanding for a good few years. And, you know, he's, he's having a, an outstanding Another fine season. Yeah, yeah, an outstanding season again. Um, you know, so yeah. we, we look at this and... You know, yes, okay, Tipperick is obviously a seven. Navidi is a is a seven as well, but you know, can play six, can play eight. Is there room for one more seven in there? Well, he yeah, I mean, could he play six though as well? I'm, yeah, I'm sure he. You know, 
I'm sure he could. But it, it's, it's really difficult to know. You know, is there more to be gained by going, okay, right, we're going to pick Thomas Young, reward his form, give him another taste of that, um, of that opportunity in a Welsh shirt, get him back to Wales. He deserves it. When his contract is up. He's definitely there on form. Keep him hungry ahead of the Rugby World Cup and find out if he can do it at international level because we haven't really seen that opportunity for him yet. You know, get him in that squad, get a closer look at he's, him. He's in for me. Is he? All right. Is he in for you? It's fine, he's gone in. Which then means, for me, it is a, it's a shootout between Dan Lydia and Josh Turnbull. I, it's really hard on Turnbull but I, I think that Lydia have Lydia you got enough just, cover in the second row though if you pick Lydia well you've got to, I, th- I think you've got to roll the dice I think you've got to roll the dice with it but you, you think in Turnbull you? I think I am yeah I think I'd be tempted to look at it Knowing, you know, again, he's got plenty, you know, he's got a good degree of international experience, admittedly not for a while. But I think it just gives you it just gives you that cover of someone who's been training the squad, then you know you you've got someone there who can do a job in a, a second row for you, um, if there were to be any injuries. Yeah, so hard, I think that versatility go for, and again, you know, plays it all right, it'd be a push to see him play seven at international, I'd say, but certainly six, eight, four, five, he could, yeah. he could do a job. Yeah, it's a good case you make for it. I mean, he, he has, I do really like him. Mm. He's just wholehearted, isn't he? And it's such a good case, dog, A real worker. It's what? such a good case that I'm going to put him in there. He's in, is he? Yeah. Again, you know, I'd have no problem seeing Dan Lydia in a, in a Wales jersey ever, and I think he will get the nod. But if I was picking it, I'd be tempted to have a look at Turnbull. Okay. Uh, right, Scrum House. Gareth Davis, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Australian, Thomas Williams. For me, Alec Davis. I don't think there's any argument with that. Anyone, any, anyone else? Well, I think Alec Davis will get it. I think Lloyd God is... almighty. Any excuse to talk no. about Lloyd? No, he's, you know, kicking game. His best, best kicking game out of the nines. I think Alec Davis has a better kicking but, game. Um, no, I disagree. But I, I think no, I think he's, he's David, plenty of opportunity to do it at the Ospreys. Those will be the nines. Well, I'm pulling rank. I'm on still hoping Lloyd will, will, will come through. All right, well, in time of the World Cup. Let's see. Um, oh yeah, he's coming coming through just in time. He's playing the wing in the World Let's Cup. See exactly that left foot. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. Fly halves. Ah oh, well. Uh, yeah. Oh well. Definitely. Um, so look, Anscom. Anscom's nailed on, right? Yeah. Dan Bigger picked Nailed. up a knot this weekend. Nailed we're on expecting though, him to be fit, so. especially with uh, half penny. Yeah, you know half pennies. Uh, oh, yeah. concerns. Well, he was in there anyway. It's a good point, actually. To you know, yeah. Gareth Anscom. He's a fine goal kicker. At the very, very highest level, though, you've he's got not, Dan yeah. Bigger and Lee Halfpenny, who are proven. Absolute, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, you know, a few rare. Misses from half penny over the autumn, but oh, yeah. both of those players are world class. They goal are, aren't they? Anscombe, it's a lot. It's a lot on him if he's kicking because he's he is a good kicker. Mm. He's not. He's not proven at that level, so it's a massive. And and we know how much the penalties are, it's going to come down to. Anscombe to, to fifteen, picks. bigger to ten. We might see that. Would you do it? 
I think it's a bit of a backward step. Mm. So I wouldn't with the World Cup in mind. Yeah. I think we've got to be looking beyond it. Okay. But, you know, if there's a game where, you know, we know this, this is Gatlin's last Six Nations. He's going to want to win it, isn't he? Yeah. He's going to want to do as well as we possibly can do, obviously. So I wouldn't be at all surprised to see that combo. You, you, could, you could well imagine that, can't you? Yeah, I can. I, I can. And again, it's difficult. And it's, because, a great com- and it's a great combo as well. But it, 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 is a, it is a great combo. And I, I like Anscombe at 15 from an attacking point of view. I love you know when you're able to bring him into the line as a second yeah. playmaker. Um, a lot of people like prefer to see him at 15, wouldn't they? Yeah. I think my question mark has always been under the high ball at international level. Um, does he give you that security? That you, you know, obviously you've got Lee Halfpenny. I don't think anyone gives you quite as much security as that. No. But then you know Liam Williams is very good under the ball. So do you pick him at fifteen in that regard, or can he do the job from on the wing just to shore it up a bit? Because again, George North, I would expect to play, but yeah. he isn't necessarily he isn't necessarily the best under the high ball. It's a um, real kind of it's a real conundrum with Halfpenny. You see when he's out now, we'll see how yeah. difficult it is with the wingers how they defend. It's not easy, is it? But again, you know, you, it's really and the, interesting. And the kicking, and the, so you've got the kicking side of it, then you've got the positional side, mm. the safety of him. It's a real, you know, without him, we lose our, this, we lose the, the security. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, all right. But we're going, so we're going Anscombe, bigger. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll take, I think he might name Patchell on the basis that he'll be back in a few weeks. But yeah, I'd be almost tempted to have a bit of a, a bit of a luxury in there and go Jared Evans bringing Patchell in later but you love that I, don't you yeah I do but I, th- I think that we should probably put Patchell in there knowing that he'll he'll be okay he'll but yeah I mean what do you do like because the thing is that first game against France let's say you've only got two fly-offs in the squad two and one, one of them picks up a knock yeah one of them go on bugger it I'm the day before Jar- I put Jared Evans in yeah let's go yeah. for it if they can't play the thing is you, you're going to need yeah if someone if someone picks up a in training a very slight knock or a you know, little twinge to the hamstring and you're not sure you, you're going to need someone to yeah. come in there and bench so it's got to be someone who's fully fit uh, right four centres I've got room for here Dan okay Hadley Parks yeah Scott mm. Scott Williams yeah Jonathan yeah and Watkins been some call um, for Corey Allen. Corey Allen, I, yeah, he's he's really impressed me. Mm. He really has. Remember how how um, there was big things set for him, wasn't yeah, it? Really there? Really big things. The next Jamie Roberts, all those, and um, he's a very different player to Jamie Roberts. Yeah, he, he 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 does. He picks some beautiful lines, and he's been doing it for the Ospreys. Mm. Um, I think he'll miss out, but he's done. He can't really have done any more. I think he's been outstanding. Yeah, I think he's put in a really, really good shift. I would, I would go with Watkin just because I think he gives you that. I mean, he's kept Watkin out, hasn't he, in some of the games? So, well, yeah, on, it's difficult uh, to know whether it's, yeah. you know, whether it's rotation or what. But um, yeah, I would go with Watkin. I think he just gives you that bit more. I think he's done enough in a and he's in been an international jersey to to say he's got a bit of credit. He's there. worth he's worth a, a place in the squad. And I think you know that sidestep and that that defensive rip that I just think is as we said last week is as good as a turnover so if you've got someone at, um, in your squad who's able to do that I think that's great and again from training point of view if you've got him honing in on 
on looking to rip you how much you know how much is that a great exercise in terms of making sure you're you know you're able to nullify that when you've got someone in the opposition side you can do it right back three to finish down room for six in here uh let's work on the basis that half penny won't be one of them i would say because i think again you've got to work on fully fit uh fully fit players so first up i'm going liam williams yep George, Liam Williams, yeah, yeah. George North, yeah. Josh Adams, Josh Adams, yeah, for sure. Holmes. Interesting. Um, Actually, I thought he did. I thought he did a decent job in a in a tough Leicester side on um, on Friday night. I haven't seen seen a huge amount of him, other than I don't think any of us have really, have we? Massively, I think again, unless you follow the, the Premiership closely, which as I've often said, I don't. Um, that's one option. Um, I think Hallam Amos has played well, and I think the Welsh management like him. Uh, I think they like him as a 15, and without half penny, that is that's another option. So I think I think he gets in the squad for me. Do you not see it as a big risk playing him at 15? Test, you know, international no, level. We've done it against um, did it against New Zealand, didn't we? Yeah. Was he, I'm sure he played 15 that game we were at against New Zealand we made that break and put um, made the break that came that, uh, that generated the try was he playing 15 or was it Liam I think he was uh, yeah. I don't think uh, I'm fairly certain that's yeah. Alan Amos oh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a really gifted player isn't I, he? Think, I think he goes in there for me it's a different yeah. option yeah okay. um, yeah I like him it's okay Holmes is, Holmes, Holmes is definitely one option yeah um Play wing, fullback. Luke Morgan, anything to be said for that? Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of his. Big fan, yeah. He's, he's an out-and-out try scorer, isn't he? I think he he's very different yeah. to what we've got. He's... Uh, it's difficult to, dis- difficult to not pick him, isn't it? He deserves... He probably deserves it, doesn't he? His form has been good. Mm. Um, scored a good amount of tries. Can't really have done any anything more, can he? Really? But I suppose some of he's been targeted a little bit on the kicking side yep. of things. Um, will that go against him in the Six Nations? I mean, that's a massive part of the, of the, of, of, of the game, isn't it? Um, more so in the Six yeah, Nations I, than it would be in the World Cup, to be honest. It's true. And again, I think if you were to go for um, if you were to go for Luke Morgan, and again, let's say there's a few injuries. Let's say Halfpenny doesn't come back in time, and we're into a Grand Slam decider few injuries are you going to pick Luke Morgan on the wing against Ireland where you've got Sexton raining down these balls from you know with snow on them all day long um, you know potentially you could have Morgan and North on the wings where there's the opportunity for, for someone like Sexton to really target um, it's, yeah, it's a little it's a little conservative isn't it but he, again playing devil's advocate because I'm a big fan yeah, I'm a massive fan as well he, he, I could see him missing out um, so we've got so we've got Holmes Morgan Holmes Morgan, we're working on the basis that Halfpenny will, will not be fit in time. I mean, to just go with both of those, Steph, I mean, Steph Evans surely can't, you can't really come into the, the mix because he hasn't played enough rugby. He hasn't played a lot, has he? But played well, played well on the weekend, has, has, a, has had a good number of caps for Wales. Mm. I think he'll probably miss out, yeah, because he hasn't had much game time, has he, for club? Well, I, I th- and Luke Morgan has had, a, has had a lot of games and has scored. I think if, so you go if, with, if you're going for stability, let's go with, with Jonah Holmes and then one of Luke Morgan or um, Luke Morgan or Steph, Steph Evans. I would like to see Morgan, personally. 
I think we're back. Back is back what he's good at. Fine, let's go with it. There it is. Right, very, very quickly, the side. Uh, front row, Rob Evans, Nicky Smith, Wynne Jones, Ken Owens, Elliot D, Scott Baldwin, Samson Lee, Thomas Francis, Dylan Lewis. Second row, Alan Wynne Jones, Corey Hill, Adam Beard, Seb Davis. Back row, Toby Falatau, Justin Tipperick, Aaron Wainwright, Josh Navidi, Moriarty, Turnbull, Thomas Young. And then uh, in the backs, Alan Davis, Thomas Williams, Gareth Davis, Scrum Halves. Gareth Anscombe, Dan Bigger, Jared Evans, Fly Halves, Centres, Parks, Scott Williams, uh, John Fox, Owen Watkin, and then back three, Liam Williams, George North, Josh Adams, Hallam Amos, Jonah Holmes, and Luke Morgan. Not bad, is it? Not bad at all. Not bad, with uh, yeah, with, with Patchell and Halfpenny waiting in the wings. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Not bad at all. Right then, just to finish, Dan, um, time as always to pick... Uh, a winner for this week's On The Plane. So if you've not listened before, this is where we pick one player each week who has impressed enough to get closer to booking their place on the plane. This is in association with our mates at MSG Tours. And if you are thinking about heading over to Japan yourself, then you can do that um, with MSG Tours. I'll take all the hassle out of it for you. And uh, we've even sorted out um, a discount with them as well. So if you want to get involved with that, um, head over to our pin tweet at Attacking Scrum. All the details will be on there. There's a link through to the website, and you could even win tickets to Wales's game against England uh, just for yeah. just for inquiring. So, who's it going to be this week? Difficult it's, week this week, isn't it? Cause, yeah, because you've had a lot of rotation. It's got it's got to be it's got to be Ken Owens. Yeah. for playing for playing um, you know number eight again and man of the match performance that try. The celebration, the celebration alone, I absolutely loved it. It looked as if he was going to just sort of eat everyone, didn't he? He was so, so pumped. Yeah, I'd love to see that. Um, that's how much it meant to him. He's on the plane. All right. He's on the plane. And then to, to finish, Dan. To forget, I never answer this one. Week I'm, to forget. I'm, Who is it? I'm throwing it straight to you. Oh, all right. I'm just, uh, this week, I'm just going to go for, uh, for Leicester because that was... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just not used to watching a. a, a you know, I've never really seen Leicester look as. I know there's a lot of changes and a lot of youngsters came in, but very, very strange to see a Leicester side like that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to say a week to forget for them. Right, thank you for listening. And a quick thanks, as always, to our sponsors, So Coffee Trades. Make sure you head over to socoffeetrades.co.uk if you want to get your hands on some of those things. And uh, yeah, we've also got. Um, uh, one quick mention as well which Dan's picked up on you do love a bit of uh, a club rugby hero of, story don't you I what do I love the, the club rugby stories this I thought had to have a mention so um, a chap called Chris Baxter mm-hmm. uh, plays for Nelson RFC and um, I saw on Twitter that he's had 500 first team caps at the ripe old age of 47 that's not bad which is just is incredible I was trying to see what position he plays him. I think he's, I think he's um, a second row, which is even more unbelievable. Oh, God, I'm uh, into rucks. I could be wrong. So someone correct me if I am, but whatever, if I am wrong, 500 caps is unbelievable. And Nelson, play, that, and Nelson played at a decent level as yeah, well, didn't he? did play they? a good level, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, tip of the cap uh, to Chris Baxter for that. Massively, uh, massively impressive. What, what a servant. Can't grumble with that. Uh, 
Right then, all that remains to be said is uh, if you've disagreed with us on anything or you've agreed with us, make sure you let us know on social media. You can do that on Twitter at Attacking Scrum. You can do it on Facebook um, via our Facebook page or our Facebook group, which is simply called Wales Rugby Fans. Or you can do it on Instagram, which is Welsh Rugby Attacking Scrum. And uh, yeah, all of those ways you can get in touch with us. Leave us a review if you've enjoyed it uh, as well. We'd be most appreciative for that. And we'd be back to chat more rugby with you as the build-up as Six Nations begins and uh, all of that to come next week. Sports Social Podcast Network.